Hi, and welcome to episode 106 of No Crying in Baseball. My name's Patty. I'm here with my friend Potty Mouth. Hi, Potty Mouth. Hey there. 106. That's We're getting to these big numbers here. I know. Watch us go. It's impressive. And we're making friends. Yeah. Hey, Jeff. It was so cool to meet you. So Two Strikes Noise, Jeff, uh, that's a podcast, and they do baseball. That's a person who does a podcast. Yeah. That- <laughs> right. Yeah. Jeff would be the person. Two Strike Noise so would be the would podcast. Be the podcast. Uh-huh. Right. The other person is Mark, but he was not there. He was often Seattle. Mark, we had a lot of fun without you. You better make it next time. But it was great fun. We met at a bar because Jeff has a cool job. And uh, he was in D.C. for the World Series with the cool job. And we had the bonus fun of getting to talk to him. So if you're into baseball history, you should check out Two Strike Noise. You're going to learn some things. We're also going to say thanks to a friend of the show, Holly, who gave us awesome cocktail glasses. I mean, they're not called cocktail glasses, but you know us. They're going to have cocktails in them. One of them already has. Mine hit the whiskey right away. Yeah, it really did. And I appreciate that. Yeah. So they're um they're they're maps of Nats Park. So even though we couldn't be inside Nats Park for the World Series, we had Nats Park near and dear to us. Thanks, Holly. On today's show, we're gonna have a little calma before the storm. That's it. Uh we've got boyfriends in the World Series, we've got the toxic culture in the Astros Clubhouse, we've got the first pitch in a World Series by a chef. We love him. We're going to rant about relievers. We're going to rant a lot. Okay, I'm going to rant a lot. Potty Mouth may join me. Um, We're going to talk about the great Calma culture in the Nats Clubhouse. We're going to, you know, remember when I said there wasn't going to be manager news this week because of the World Series? I was wrong. I was wrong. We have manager news. And we're going to end with conspiracy theories because that's fun. So I I was just thinking that it's you're wrong about the manager news. That is one of the very few things that you're wrong about these days. So very soon after this is all is over and we look at predictions, I think you win like hands down. We'll see. You know, okay, I'll take that. But it's math. It's math. It's math. One thing one thing that we've been tracing uh, this season, actually, always this is our podcast thing. We have boyfriends. We have lots of boyfriends. We have one for each team because they're cool, not just on the field, but off. And our boyfriends are doing cool things in the World Series because we have one on each team. We each have one on each team. We do not share boyfriends. That is one of the boyfriend rules. Uh, one of my boyfriends, for the, the only one for the Nationals, but one of my boyfriends is Juan Soto, who had a breakout. And I was thinking also, like, compared to when we last recorded, a lot has happened. Our last episode was before the World Series started. Am I right? That is correct. So we haven't talked about any of this, including my boyfriend Juan Soto busting out the first two games of the World Series and then getting really quiet game three and game four. He did have the only run for game five, but I have a theory. Tell me your theory. My theory is that he was not holding his crotch enough because I saw a video. This is based on research. I saw a video by Gerardo Parra, which was done several weeks ago when he was talking about Juan Soto. And he he imitated his batting stance, including the full grab on the crotch. And said basically, like, that's what gets him going. Like, that's necessary for his whole bravado. And we we talked about that, how he was doing that in the last series, right? And licking his lips and stuff like that. But he he didn't keep it up after he turned 21. So I'm wondering if it was like this yeah. instant maturity thing, like I'm 21, I probably shouldn't be holding my balls when I'm when I'm batting. Or if it was just like he forgot, or I don't know, but I think he has to do something about this, but I need to I need to look back at a lot of old tape. Yeah, so as soon as we're done, because there is not a World Series game tonight when we're recording, that's what Potty Mouth's going to spend her time doing, viewing Juan Soto's batting stance for every at-bat 
for the entire World Series. Can I tell you a fun fact about your boyfriend? Oh, please do. His last home run as a 20-year-old was off of Garrett Cole. His first home run as a 21-year-old was off of freaking Garrett Cole. And, you know, he had three extra base hits in this series against Garrett Cole, which is the same as Joey Gallo had all year. And nobody else had nearly as much. Well, three. There's not a lot of room. Nobody else had three. How about that? He's an awesome boyfriend. My awesome boyfriend, Anthony Rendon, has been a little quiet in the World Mm, Series. And those bats need to wake up. His defense has been great. Absolutely sexy, sexy defense. Amazing stuff. But his bat has fallen asleep along with most of the other nationals. So we're hoping for a turnaround, boyfriend. Yeah. So to be super clear about when we're recording, what day is it? It's Monday. So we're in between. So at this point, the nationals are down. The, the Astros have three games. The Nats have two. We're about to go back to Houston. It would be historic beyond belief if the Nats win at this point because nobody's done that one four away games, right? Is that? That is correct. In the World Series. I believe that is correct. But, you know, a lot of firsts are happening. So why not some more? Uh, my, my other boyfriend is Carlos Correa, who is doing well. Unfortunately, I'm not rooting for the Astros guys as much. Even, even Altuve, my ex from last year, it's hard to watch them so successful, even though Correa has the most postseason home runs before age 26 at this point. So I don't know how that you know, jives with different ages, but he's got 11 postseason home home runs. Sounds like a lot. It is a lot, actually. And uh, Michael Brantley, my boyfriend for the Astros, recently came from Cleveland where he was, you know, not part of They they didn't win. He didn't get a ring from Cleveland. So part of me is like, oh, it would be nice for him to have a ring, but I don't want him to get a ring this time. Sorry, Michael Brantley. And he's like solid as a rock. He's been hitting very steadily. I mean, he looks good. He looks good. He's making the plays. He's doing well. And yet, I don't want you to win this time, babe. I really don't. No, not at all. Yeah, I've noticed while we're watching, I'm doing a lot of, oh, there's our boy. No, shit. Like the, the guys that we picked are good, but that's why we picked them, huh? The other reason why we are not really excited about the Astros right now, uh, it's not just because we're pro Nats. We are now kind of. Which we are. Which we absolutely are. But now we're also sort of actively anti-Astros in a couple of ways. You have probably heard part of this story, but we're going to go through it because, again, we think these stories are important to be told. After the Astros clinched the ALCS, um, after game six over the Yankees, there was a celebration in the clubhouse. During part of that celebration, the assistant GM of the Astros, um, Taubman, said, yelled, screamed, Mm -hmm. was belligerent in front of three females journalists, including one who was well known for posting about domestic abuse and was currently wearing at the time wearing a purple domestic abuse awareness bracelet, yelled and screamed about, I'm so glad we have Roberto Asuna. I'm so effing glad. Yeah, I was about to say there was potty mouth language. There was potty mouth language. I don't want to use glad. I don't want to use your name as part of this though. You see, because I want to protect you because you would never you never so he was belligerent and awful and it was very pointed. And the Astros so one of the women was wrote wrote, writes for Sports Illustrated, right? Um, Stephanie Epstein. So she posted about this and the Astros immediately issued an official statement saying, nope, this is a complete fabrication. This is a fabrication. What she said is completely not true. This was a room full of freaking journalists. So all these journalists came out of the woodwork saying, nope, I saw that. She was absolutely right. Nope, I saw that. I saw that. She's actually, she's reporting exactly what the happened. What the fuck were they thinking? They were not. Okay. They were not thinking at all. Um, 
Major League Baseball, oh, before Major League Baseball investigated, or about the same time, Taubman apologized. And in my notes, I have apologized in quotes because he had the sort of, um, you know, the your 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 publicity person, you know, your public relations person kind of writing this apology. It was like, if I offended anybody and all of that, instead of, I was a jerk. Mm-hmm. I never should have said that. That was completely in it. He didn't go there. Yeah, it's like a, there. somebody forcing you to apologize, apologize. It's really? like when your mom says apologize to your brother and you're like, ah, all right. While twisting your ear. Yeah. Right. It was it was that kind of an apology. So MLB began investigating and the Astros fired Taubman on Thursday. So that was the right thing to, go, to do. And they started walking back their statements. You know, obviously they fired him because he had done something. So, you know, obviously something did happen and it wasn't just a complete fabrication. Well, so the journalist, um, Abstein, met with uh, with Lunau um, on Friday and requested that the Astros issue a retraction. Good for her. And they did. On Saturday, she got a letter from the Astros organization apologizing for what they said about her journalism basically was, you no, know, we, what we said was wrong. But very clearly she had to go the extra mile to get that done. She absolutely did. What would did. they have done if she and hadn't said that? This very specific apology was for, you know, saying, no, no, that's not what happened. Basically taking her journalistic, you know, chops in, in vain, right? It's like, you know, you're, you lied. It's like, no, I didn't lie. I'm a good journalist. At a press conference, someone asked if asked Jeff Luna if he would apologize to her. And he said, well, I haven't had a chance yet. She was in the room. It's she crazy, was sitting yeah. there in the audience and he didn't take that moment to do an initial apology. So that was all very, very bad. Now, a couple more things have happened since MLB is still investigating. There's a chance they could suspend Taubman in the future. That's like on spec. If he were to get another job in baseball, which he might, you never know. There's this culture. Clearly other people who have been, you know, censored or fired or whatever for doing things. We'll talk about more of that later. Well, we'll look at the, the base of this, right? Asuna going to the Astros. Like Asuna right. had been suspended from the Blue Jays right. and the Astros took him in a bargain basement they deal because absolutely he, did. So if, yeah. if Taubman gets hired by somebody else, he may be facing a suspension that he would have to like be penalized, like not get some of that salary, not be able to start work right away. And that's okay. Other staffers in the, in the Astros front office are saying, yeah, you're right. We really blew the apology. I'm like, okay, you blew the culture, right? Right. You are completely tone deaf. You don't understand what's happening. Yes, you blew the apology, but that's only the tip of the iceberg about what's wrong right now with the Astros. And to go, so Potty Mouth kind of brought in, okay, so this whole Asuna thing is horrendous. Next to that is the Astros relationship with the press, right? If you remember a few weeks ago, we talked about how Justin Verlander didn't like a guy on the Detroit Free Press. And so they barred him from the clubhouse, which is against their collective bargaining agreement. That was against Major League Baseball's rules, but they did it anyway because it's Verlander and he doesn't like the guy. So, So there are a lot of levels of a lot of problems and I'm ranting and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that, too, because it means that somehow there is some magic behind the Nationals. And if you guys are listening to us right away, the games haven't happened yet. But I'm hoping, I'm hoping against hope. There's been so much, like, good mojo around the Nationals on this end. There there has been. There has been. And they, they were warming up Asuna 
in game five. And then he didn't come out. And I almost wonder if they didn't come out because they didn't want the booze because other booze were heard, weren't they? Yeah. As everybody knows and is probably really sick of hearing right now, Trump got booed loudly. Like there's a tell me that enough. You can tell me that a lot of times. (laughs) Maybe y'all aren't sick of hearing it. Yay, Nationals fans. Thank you, everybody who was at the stadium because they did not let that shit go away as much as they tried it to orchestrate him between two groups of veterans and all those things. Trump got booed soundly. Um, and he was not invited to throw the first pitch. So the, the Lerner family, the owners of the Nats, basically said to MLB when Trump expressed his desire to attend the game, we are not in this equation. We don't want to have to say yes or no to the president. I think the the undercurrent of that is that maybe they would like to say no, but they didn't want to get burned by that. But they actually even went to to say that they didn't want to sit with him. So he was in a separate suite. That's like a common thing to do with a visiting dignitary, somebody special. You're welcome you sit to with the, the owner's owner. box, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Nope. He was not in there. But who did get the, the first pitch was Chef Jose Andres. And I think his Twitter statement, I mean, besides all the love that he's throwing to the Nationals and even going to to Houston now, he's like, you can still do this. His power is behind it. But he said, thank you for inviting an immigrant. And I think this is, you know, a little purposeful here to throw the first pitch in a game full of immigrants, which it is. I mean, look at the multicultural baseball life that we have now. He, he swung his arms open wide when he said that to both dugouts. He was like, you know, a game full of, like, he was like, hello, every everyone right here. Yep. And he's doing great things. I mean, he has a past conflicting with Trump, which makes a, another interesting layer into it. But his World Central Kitchen is feeding people right now in the Bahamas. And they ha- they had the Puerto Rican uh, reaction after the, the hurricane that Trump threw paper towels at. And it, just the dichotomy there between this amazing immigrant chef who does good things and the president getting booed. Um, and, and he... That this is Jose Andres wore the sunglasses, the key, like cool shades that they've been wearing, especially Gerardo Parra. Very nice. Very nice. I, I'm i going to go from nice to another rant. It's a rant filled day. So thank God you're here, Potty Mouth, it's, to balance Monday, the rants. It's Monday, isn't it? It's Monday. It's a rant day. Okay. So when I watch baseball at home or say on Potty Mouth's sofa, I stress crochet. Okay. Otherwise I would be stressed drinking or snacking. So I stress crochet to keep my hands busy while things are happening. Well, Major League Baseball gave me some themes to work off this week. They gave out their awards to their relievers of the year. The Mariano Rivera, American League reliever of the year is Araldus Chapman, the man who's famous for being the first person to ever be suspended under Major League Baseball's domestic abuse policy. How fucking tone deaf can you get? Pretty tone deaf. But wait, there's there's more. more. (laughs) The Trevor Hoffman, we love him. Trevor Hoffman National League Reliever of the Year Award goes to Josh Hader for the second time, known homophobe and racist. So the day those were announced, my stress crocheting in honor of Josh Hader was a rainbow patterned scarf. It's lovely. Thank you very much. And last night's Oh Hell about Araldus Chapman was a lovely purple scarf, which is the color for domestic violence awareness. So thank you for guiding me in my theme stress crocheting. But holy crap, this award is 
the, the balloting is, as I, I'm going to read you the quote because I couldn't believe this. Balloting for the awards was conducted among a panel of seven all-time great relievers, including Hall of Famers, Rivera and Hoffman, Dennis Eckersley, Raleigh Fingers, and Lee Smith. Which are all guys that I think are great, like cool people. So I think they are looking at numbers and they're not using boyfriend rules for damn sure. We have got to let them know about the boyfriend rules. Please make us happy. Yeah. Can you make us happy? I can make you happy. Make me happy. You know who made me happy? Who made you happy? Especially our friend Sarah texted before, stress texted before the uh, game when we found out that Scherzer was not going to be in it and a little stressed out. And I said, look at the video of Pedro Capo visiting the Nationals dugout and it will make you happy. And y'all, you've got to look at it. I've got to figure out a way. We'll put it in the you links. You went to y'all. Oh, so we never go to y'all. <laughs> it's, it's Potty mouth. Three with, quarters with of a beer down. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going. I guess I'm getting ready for this Houston, <laughs> this Houston matchup. But Pedro Capo is a Puerto Rican singer of the reggaeton song Calma, which Brian Dozier loves. Yes, that's Brian Dozier. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about how cool Dozier is because of his embracing of Hispanic culture and language. And he put it on himself that I'm going to learn Spanish because it's going to help me relate to these guys better. So he knows all the words. And we talked about how he- He can uh, kind of sing too. Yeah. Yeah, he, oh my God, he has a good voice. Yeah. He sang it a cappella yeah, on did. one of those. Oh my God, so good. So the singer surprised them in the dugout. Oh, by the way, a cappella means without a shirt. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Dozier version. With the, the Dozier a cappella is without anything. No shirt, no no soundtrack, yeah. Um, surprised them in the dugout. And and the singer himself called it the Himno Nacional de los Nationals, which is like the national hymn of, of the Nationals team. I would stand up for that. Oh, that would be so much right, better, wouldn't it? Let's do a sub. That okay. I would love to sub up the other national anthem yeah, for this. Yeah, that the, would the be other national so anthem. <laughs> that other one that we have to take our hats off for. And this one, we could like Dozier twerks to this. That's wait, we might have to take our shirts off for it. That's I don't know. Oh, that's a, we're going to get to that in a minute. Um, Dozier got the song from Anibal Sanchez, and that's the trio. If you check out these videos, it's Pedro Capo. So this is the singer of this reggaeton song in the dugout with Dozier and Sanchez singing beautiful, good stuff. I know, how about if I rant? Oh, oh, wait, there's more? There's, <laughs> this is probably my last rant of the day. This one didn't get as much play because so much else is going on in the world of baseball, but you may have heard that umpire, Major League Baseball umpire Rob Drake tweeted last Tuesday about buying a an automatic rifle saying, because if you impeach in all caps, my president this way, all caps, you will have another civil war MAGA 2020. And was this before the booing incident? Oh, this was last week. Can you, can you imagine if he were like on the field during that booing? That's scary. Well, he's not, um, umping the, uh, world oh, series. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not, not umping anything. Oh, right? no. Well, and major league baseball is investigating them because not because of the opinion, but because that is a very threatening statement. This, oh, yeah. You know, I'm going to buy a gun. You will have another civil war on your hands. That's a threat. That's not like his other tweets, which USA Today dug up about his the birther stuff and Benghazi crap so he's and a all this. Case. So he's a nutcase of a very specific political bent, which does not prevent you from being an umpire in the major leagues. But however, these threatening tweets may violate the um, collective bargaining agreement. So major league baseball is looking into that. Drake apologized with quotes. 
So this is taking some time, right, for MLB yeah. to react to this. Like they're thinking it over. It's, you know, it's we're just talking about a possible mass shooting, but it's going to take time to think about it. Is that where? Yeah, well, they haven't impeached the president yet. So I okay. think, you know, this isn't going to actually kick gotcha. in. The threat isn't going to be, okay. if I can say, triggered until there's an impeachment. So, you know. Well, you know what gets MLB's immediate attention? What? Bare breasts. Huh. So apparently, while we weren't looking, and I missed this, behind huh. the batter last night in Game 5, a couple of women lifted their shirts in some sort of publicity stunt. I don't even know what it was for, but they've gotten some publicity. Were they next to the Veterans for Impeachment <laughs> sign? Because that was back there, too. Yeah, they, I were, they were like, if you're facing it, it was a little to the left. So, okay. yeah, toward toward first base. So, so what happened to our um, Chile fans? The next day, they got a letter from MLB saying that they were banned forever from everything, basically. Like, you can never, ever go to any other ballpark, MLB facility. You were inappropriate. And and the the way that they phrased it, I wish I'd fucking written it down because it was it was something about how they were using it as a publicity stunt. Like they didn't mention boobs, they just uh-huh. yeah mentioned the publicity stunt, and therefore you cannot come and tell MLB. So did an usher come by and say hi? Could you please give us your names and addresses so we can send you an official letter well, from? You know where I think it it, it burned them is Twitter. Because it was tweeted and then somebody um, identified herself and then it all, yeah. There so you go. The moral of the story, if you're going to flash, um, don't don't tweet it. Question from the peanut gallery. How do they prevent you from going into a major league ballpark? Who like if your friend knows? buys you a ticket and you, you know, you scan that ticket in, how are they going to have a picture of your, you know, your <laughs> the, breasts? Your identifying and say, Can features. You please, I think you might be this person. <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't know. I don't know. No clue. All right. So remember how I said there wouldn't be any news about managers? I learned something. Apparently, the travel days, Mm -hmm. the days off in the World Series are when news breaks of other sorts in the world of baseball. So I wasn't allowing for that. So there are days off, which you can say. To give you some credit, you're not the only one. I I saw one specific article about one of the managers we're about to talk about that said that they were probably not going to find out for sure until after the World Series. And meanwhile. All right. Good. Okay. Yeah. So just quickly, David Ross, yay to the Cubs. Grandpa. Grandpa for a three-year contract. Jace Tingler to the Padres for a three-year contract. I think, well, first of all, Tingler. That when you, if you Google Tingler, like all don't, sorts of don't weird ever <laughs> Google Tingler. So much weird shit comes up. Don't use the full name. Protect yourself. Cover right. your eyes. Hide the children. Yeah, you've got to write baseball. The whole thing. But uh, I, it seems like Padres Nation is holding out their judgment on him because he does not. Ha- he has not managed an MLB team, and this is the sixth in a row, I think, for the Padres managers who has not had previous MLB team management experience. So if it's been working this well so far, might as well keep <laughs> repeating it. I love you Padres people. I hope this works out. He sounds like a cool guy. So I'm going to, I'm going to pull with you. He coached in the, or he managed in the Dominican Republic. He's doing that right now. Spanish speaker. Great for San Diego. I'm behind y'all. This is going to, this is going to work. How do you feel about Joe Girardi going to the Phillies? I think it's a start. It's so appropriate. It's so appropriate. It's just a change of color of the pinstripes and the attitude. A few miles south, really, yeah. but yeah. And and the swearing is probably, yeah, equal. So the other ones, I'm like, the Mets are still interviewing, but Mickey Calloway, who got fired from the Mets, is now the pitching coach of the Angels. And that seems like a demotion. That's so, bizarre. So he's going to work for Madden. 
Maybe it's a thing. Do they have a relationship or something? Maybe they must. They must. So that surprised me. Cause that's, I mean, like I'm all for pitching coaches. They do great work, but it seems like not the career trajectory that mm-hmm. you'd go on if right. you were a manager of the Phillies say, I mean the Mets. Whoops. Sorry. Some kind of manager. Some, yeah. Um, so Kansas city has new ownership. So they're moving slowly when it comes to selecting. I mean, some people thought it was a, it was like a done deal already, but they're not yet. They've, they've still, they're bringing more people in. The pirates are cleaning house. They fired their president. They fired their GM and they just hired a new president, Travis Williams, who comes to them from from on the National Hockey League, most recently from the huh. Islanders. But he was actually with the Penguins for a long time. So he's been a Pittsburgh guy for a while. But, you know, the president, I mean, that's the business. That's like the sports business. That's not who, who should we get as our pitcher. That is like the business of running the organization. So that makes sense to me. But they're not going to hire a manager until they hire the general managers. The general manager can have some some say over and some ownership over the manager choice. So we're on a super slow pirate ship is what it looks we, like. Here. We are. And, and the Royals, too. So these fan bases have got to hang. You guys have been hanging in for a while. It seems like it's going to be a little bit more of a travel period. Readjustment. Well, yeah. You know how long the hot stove took to like the free agency took last last year. Right. So this could take a while. It too. could be a while. You know, the world champion Boston Red Sox, this is the very fucking last time I'm going to be able to say that on this podcast. So maybe I can fit it in like 10 more times. The world champion I Boston Red so. Sox <laughs> have a couple of new hires because we talked about Dame, Dave Dombrowski leaving and they totally floored me. So of course we were cheering for Raquel Ferreira who has been there forever and she was the quiet fourth of the assistant management team that took over after um, Dave Dombrowski got canned, but they hired Chaim Bloom most recently of Tampa Bay Rays to be the chief baseball officer. That's a title, huh? I mean, you do stuff. Right? You, do, you do baseball stuff. You do baseball stuff. And, and you're in charge of some baseball stuff. So he's in charge of baseball stuff. The The claim to fame for him is, I think, uh, the, the Rays did well this year. That's a good they thing. They, they absolutely they, did. They beat the A's. Sorry, Jeff. Sorry, Al. Yeah, we heard about sorry, that. Sorry, Deborah. Uh, sorry, so many of you. But he did a lot with a little. Like with a lo- He's a low-budget operator. And the Red Sox are trying to cut their their bucks, their payoff. You know how many bucks the Red Sox have to cut to get anywhere near the Rays? Right, right. right. So, I mean, so this is like going to be a huge upgrade for him. This is going to be like mad money. I and mean, maybe he'll do really well. And his first act was to appoint Brian O'Halloran as GM. And he was one of the three squad guys bes- besides Raquel Ferreira who were basically taking over after Dombrowski left. By committee. Yeah, leading yeah. by committee. Yeah. So I, he was the guy who was chosen. He's been with the Red Sox for 18 years. Hey, before that, he was with the Padres. Hi, Padres friends. <laughs> there are conspiracy theories. <gasps> and In D.C.? Everywhere. No. Everywhere. I have seen this particular conspiracy theory show up. In a couple of places and from a couple of people whose judgment I tend to trust, but now I'm questioning them. <laughs> oh, now I'm curious who okay. it is. All right. So things have happened in the games that may draw out the series, perhaps calls that are clearly wrong by umpires. Oh, my God. There have right? been. OK, so for me, that's bad. And right. that's somebody making a mistake. There are those in this world who may be wearing foil hats when they say this, but their thing is, well, you know, if the World Series goes more games, especially if it goes seven games, MLB makes a lot more money. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, head scratch, head scratch, wink, wink. 
And I don't think this is really a thing, but it's out. It's amazing to me just how many people have said, well, you know what I think? And they think this. Well, that's we're We're in a very conspiracy prone area, I believe. I think that there's a lot of that going around here. So I kind of I hope that's not true because, boy, I'm really ticked at some of those calls and was kind of right. calling for a robot ump myself. I but, would um, think if they wanted that, they, the, the Nats would have gotten a break once. Because yeah, because yeah. to go into to like now to make it to game seven is going to be a stretch. It's going to happen, though. Right, folks? You guys know. Sure. Hey, so, Some of you know, I want to say a cheers, a no crying in baseball cheers to Jeff Adams, who you might know as the Bud Light guy. If you watched game five, he was walking to his seat right above center uh, left field there, left center field. And a home run ball came right at him. And so he stood there with a Bud Light in each hand and he blocked the ball with his chest and he knocked it down to his feet. And there was some there was some skill involved with that, because if he just stood there, it would have bounced back on the field and nobody would have gone home with that Mm -hmm. souvenir. Mm -hmm. But he had some skill. And the Washington Post tells us why they say that he played Little League and he was a catcher. Of course he was. And he thanked (laughs) his Little League coach by name for teaching him that catching skill of being able to block the ball with your body and to (laughs) knock it down to your feet so it doesn't get away. So he did not spill a beer and he went home with a home run ball and Bud Light tweeted out, hey, somebody tell us who this guy is because we want to reward him. So I that think the he may be having uh, Bud Light for life. I just don't know. But I, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if he showed up in a commercial. What, a Bud Light for life. Yeah. The commercial would be definitely more lucrative, but I don't know. I wouldn't want to drink Bud Light for but life. But clearly it's, he does because he had him in his hands. So, you know, we have right. to say, okay, it's the right it's reward for you. It's his for thing. us, it would be, huh, what is what is that amber colored liquid in those in those cups? Because you don't drink out of bottles and cans. You have a craft beer on draft. I don't <laughs> know how to reward you. So he was smart. A little plus for the Nats for continuing to support women and girls in baseball before game four, the nationals honored the women's gold medal baseball team that we told you about this summer brought home the gold from a world club world club world cup qualifying um, tournament, the Copabe tournament. Um, So hooray. So they're on the field. Hooray before game four women's baseball matters. Thank you. Nationals. Yeah. I just wish that stuff was on TV. Like that pregame stuff would be so nice to see, but yay. Yay. Nationals. I'm totally behind you on this one. What are you doing this week? (laughs) All right. So once again, this is Monday night. We have a long week ahead, including one, maybe two baseball games. So here, please be two, please. Let's please please be be two. two. So here is our oath. Okay. Will you oath with me? We're going to oath right now. Tomorrow night, I mean, we work full time. So tomorrow night, we're going to be watching game six from the comfort of probably my basement. Okay, and, I'll and come over. There, there you go. I'll pick a new stress, star, stress scarf to crochet. Yeah, I think we're at a seltzer. I'll bring some. Yep. And uh, <laughs> I, I our will listeners be drinking don't need beer. to know I that I'm not dr- drinking right now. Just just p- temporarily. This okay. is a temporary thing. Yeah. Um, but that will happen. But if the Nationals uh, do it, they they if they follow through if they meet our dreams we will go down to the nationals watch party in dc we will brave the crowds and the potential cold and rain because that would be the best place to watch game seven regardless of what happens i love game seven so much any game seven is the best game yeah and and the plural 
is Games, games 7. 7. Get that right. It's like That's Attorneys right. General. That's games right. Games 7. That's today's vocabulary lesson. Yay, Games 7. Well, that's if there's more than one of them. Yeah, so the, the on the glass half full side of things, they won two in Houston before. They could do it again. That's right. And maybe Max Scherzer, they're saying Max is going to pitch at some point, miraculously. Oh, I which, know, I know. Okay, that brings me to the half-empty part. Like, if Max was so fucked up that he couldn't turn his head during a press conference, you're going to shoot him so full of cortisone that he can pitch? I do not feel good about that. I, You know, it's not worth a World Series championship. Don't, don't. He's getting up there. You know, like, he's got to be careful. I'm concerned. We would like Max Scherzer in it for the long haul. Mm-hmm. We would also like a World Series ring. But, you know, we're moms first. Right. That's right. right. So, we, Max, take care of yourself. There's that thing that nobody's ever won for World Series road games. But this is so many firsts. Like, this this World Series is the expect the unexpected kind of thing. Everything's upside down. So, let's let's go there. So, let's go win two in Houston. Mm-hmm. Or at least have fun. To, yeah, let's go win two in Houston. That's what I mean. Not, not or at least anything. For gosh sakes. Hey, you know, you got to kill a little time till these games start. So maybe catch a, a past episode of No Crying in Baseball while you're waiting for the games because they don't start till eight o'clock at night. And that mm-hmm. seems kind of late. If you're for, on the East Coast, that is. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's Our West right. Coast friends, I am jealous. That's right. Well, you can play the episodes afterwards. Yeah. That's right. Tell your friends about us if you think they would enjoy hearing us talk some baseball. Find us on social media, wherever Potty Mouth tells you to look. You can look on Twitter at NCIB Podcast, or you can look at Facebook and Instagram on No Crying in B-Ball, or on the web at NoCryingInBball.com. Yay. And next week we'll be celebrating with you, I hope. Yeah. And we'll be thinking about our next season, maybe some new boyfriends, maybe some, I don't know. We're going to have a whole new thing to think about in the off season. Oh my God, I don't want it to be the off season yet. Until then, say goodnight, potty mouth. Goodnight, potty mouth. Poof.